Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we can turn our loss into blessing. So I want to start off by saying that, of course, our children's death, their passing is an immense loss and there's nothing, you know, good about it. And I would never, ever pretend like there is. But when I say, how do we turn loss into blessing is that even in the darkest and deepest pain and the most traumatic of circumstances, um, you know, hope and goodness can still be born from those ashes. And I think that that's an important thing to sometimes, um, as we get a little further into the grieving process, a good thing to remember and a good thing to think about is like, how are we using our hurt, our pain and our loss to bring, you know, hope and to bring goodness and blessing from these ashes? Like how can we use our loss to, um, you know, better, those around us, you know, be a blessing to them and be a blessing to ourselves and our families and, and so on and so forth. And so I definitely think this takes time. I don't think this is something that happens by any stretch at at the beginning. You know, it might for some be six months later, nine months later, a year later, two years later. Um, but I think at a certain point you can kind of come to realize like, okay, what have I personally learned through this loss? And when we go through big things, you know, it's revealing. We learn things about ourselves that we didn't know prior. And I think that it can really reorientate us and really show us like, okay, um, you know, this area of my life needs improvement. It needs some work. This area, I think I'm doing pretty good in. And we can kind of, you know, make ourselves better people and we can improve ourselves. And so back to that question of like, how can we use the hurt, the pain, the ashes, and how can goodness and blessing and hope be born from that? And for myself, I know that intentionality is huge, 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 huge. And so I want you to think about like, what has this really revealed to you? For me, it showed me that I always knew like, yeah, life is fragile. Yeah, life is short, but I never like, I guess lived it out that way. You know, I never really lived each day like, oh, it's my last. It's like, I got next week. I got this going on. Oh, and then in two months we're doing this or, you know, whatever. And I've always been a planner. So for me, planning, organizing, looking ahead is just innate into who I am. It's like me. And so the idea of living like for today and not keeping my eyes looking ahead and that intentionality of the here and the now you know, that has really been brought to forth of like, you know what? Yeah, I can have my plans. I can have my goals and my dreams and my hopes and all that, but it doesn't really mean squat because I mean, honestly, I could be dead by then. Somebody else could be, my life could just look totally different for so many different reasons. So let's worry about today. Let's make the most of today instead of being like, ah, I can do it tomorrow. Oh, I have next week. Like, no, I might not. Um, And I'm not saying to go around and like live in fear um, or paranoia. I'm just saying like, let's live in honesty and let's, um, let's make the most out of 
today because so far I have today. I have this hour. I have this moment. So that intentionality, um, as I've stated before, since my son Maverick's passing, I've gone on to have two more children. And so I really am careful to be intentional with them and to be like, you know what? I don't know how long I have with these kids and I want to make the most of it. And so how can I be the best mom to them that I can be today? How can I, you know, be intentional with the time that we have together? What can I do to, you know, further their learning and their growth and our relationship together? Because, you know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. And even if they don't pass away, eventually they're going to grow up and they're going to have their own lives and they're going to, you know, be adults. And so this time I have with them as little is short, it's limited. So I am such a more intentional mother and so much more intentional with my time. And the same with my friends, you know, and people that I care about and that there's a relationship with there, you know, it's like text them, check in with them, you know, give them a call, talk to them, make time to see them, you know, even in the busyness of life, even in the chaos of life, you know, have them over, go somewhere and meet and hang out, you know, like put forth that time, be intentional in those relationships, you know, because you never know how long you have, you never know when somebody's going to move and it's just, you know, going to look a lot different. And so putting forth that effort, you know, and making sure that I'm being the kind of person that like, I want to be, you know, working on me and like, okay, what are my goals for my own self? Right. Okay. I have these fitness goals. I have these health goals. Well, let's not, you know, wait till January 1st or wait till summertime or whatever to start him. Let's start him today. You know, let's go ahead. Okay, I'm going to be better of money. All right, let's track. Let's budget. Let's really work on this. Like, let's make me a better person now and be intentional with the time that I have rather than just, you know, being frivolous and wasting it away and just kind of letting time slip because my son's passing, he's taught me how short life is. And so that's kind of what I mean by hope from the ashes and a blessing from the ashes is what has your, this loss, you know, it's profoundly affected your life. It's profoundly impacted you. Um, there's so much negative and hurt with it, but what's some good that can come from it? You know, how can your child be a blessing to you? How can their life and death be a blessing to you and, you know, make you a better person? And um, how can that in a good way impact your life? You know, it's easy to talk about the negative ways, but it can be, you know, a little harder, take a little bit more effort and focus to think about the positive ways that, um, how positive things can be born from darkness and from pain. Um, and I think, you know, the whole symbolism of the Phoenix and all that is, is really great, a metaphor in this type of thing. And, um, you know, again, it doesn't obviously make it okay, but this is the situation we're in, you know, this is the place we're at. And so we kind of have to make the best of it. And so how can, you know, we make sure that we are being, you know, intentional? How can we make sure that we're doing things for the better and for the best and, you know, continuing to evolve and become better people and people that are more, you know, caring and aware and, you know, improving ourselves, improving our family and really, you know, reprioritizing our goals and maybe our lives and everything. You know, maybe you were someone that just, you know, worked, 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 and you really, you know, didn't put time with friends or family um, as a high priority. Cause it's like, nope, I, I gotta, you know, I got these goals in my career and this is what I'm spending my time in. You know, I'm not saying that you quit working at your career or anything, but just have some balance of like, you know what, you know, one day this career isn't 
going to mean a lot to me. And then the relationships that really do matter in life, you know, they may be gone because I haven't invested in them. So, you know, really kind of prioritizing your time and what's important and then investing in that. Or, you know, maybe you're the person that like kind of didn't have any direction. You didn't have a career. You didn't really have know where you were going. And so this can really fuel you to be like, you know what? I don't have forever to figure this out. So, you know, let me jump into something. Let me you know, right or wrong, let's jump into it. Let's put myself, you know, pour myself into this. Let's complete this. And, you know, let's begin to make progress in that, um, so that I can better myself. I can better my family. You know, I can, you know, create a, a bigger, better life. And so I think you have to obviously look at your life and your circumstances and be like, okay, how can I improve these things? How can my loss also, bless me and thus bless others um, so that, you know, I can become a better person and I can be more aware and more involved. And, you know, as I said, for me, it's really that intentionality, like how much time am I spending on my phone? How much time am I spending on social media versus how much time am I spending with the people that I really care about, you know, and not always worrying about, oh, is the house perfect so I can have somebody over or, you know, just being like, you know what? Hey, we're just going to hang out. We're going to have fun. We're going to chill. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Like it's okay. This is, this is real life. You know, my house is lived in, you know, I'm not saying that it's a disaster or gross or a pit or anything like that, but you know, not having all these boundaries about, well, every, all this has to be done and then I can do this, you know, making it livable, making it workable, making it successful and really kind of reorientating about what truly matters. You know, what am I going to pour my time into and put my direction towards? Um, we also, my husband and I started a nonprofit, um, called the Maverick John foundation and what we do is we donate cuddle cots to hospitals in need of one every year and so you know it's again it was something that we never would have done we never ever would have created a nonprofit for any type of reason it's not really something that at the time we had a lot of time for um you know we both had careers and jobs and things going on and we're busy people but you know we made the time we did it and you know it's it's growing thankfully um and it's just becoming this thing that every year we're being able to bless a hospital. And so it's so amazing and it feels so good. Um, and it's something, again, I never, I never would have done, but the ability to, you know, let my son's life matter because it did matter and it still matters. And, you know, to continue his legacy and to continue his story and to raise awareness, um, for stillbirth and infant loss and to create and give hospitals something that, will be supportive and helpful to families that are going to find themselves in this place. You know, it's just so amazing and it just helps us to be others focused. And, you know, that's a huge thing that has changed is I do feel like I was, you know, a kind person. I was aware of others, but it's really helped, um, really, really helped me kind of go above and beyond where it's like, what can I do to bless somebody else? You know what? I'm going to pay for the person behind me in coffee or, you know what, you know, this person, they're, they're kind of going through a hard time. They have maybe a bunch going on. I can drop them off a meal, you know, just those little things, whether they're big or small, where I can just, you know, be more focused on other people, you know, just again, texting people, checking in, connecting, really trying to work on those relationships, um, you know, and being the kind of person that I needed, um, when I was grieving and the kind of people that I just appreciated so much trying to be them and to, you know, do that to others, um, and then also just saying, Hey, you know, we all have a story. We, 
often only see the tip of the iceberg. We don't know most of people's stories. And so, you know, just being gracious towards them and to just, you know, blessing them in those ways. And it's definitely something that has come from my loss, you know, to a much greater degree. I've always been a gift giver. It's like one of my love languages is to, you know, be generous and to give people things. I, I love helping people out and doing that. So I definitely think that it's taken that part of who I already was and it's grown it and it's, it's made it more intentional. And for me, that's the big thing. It's just that intentionality about what really matters or doesn't matter and then pouring my time and focus into that and seeing it as like, wow, this has all been birthed from my experience of losing my child. And although that's horrible and tragic and awful, you know, good can come from terrible situations and we can become, you know, better people and continue to evolve on the positive side, even in terrible, terrible circumstances. And so, you know, that's my challenge to you to really think about what can I do? How can I make this loss, this hurt into something where there can be beauty. It doesn't mean that the ashes aren't there. It doesn't mean the pain, the devastation isn't there, but there still can be beauty in that, you know, even as a fire goes through a forest, you know, it releases seeds from the trees so that new vegetation can grow. And, you know, at first you don't see it. And then over time it begins to grow and then it begins to, you know, thrive and you get to see the fruits of it more so and more so and you know that beauty take over and I think loss is the same way there's always the scarring you know from the fire and at first it's all you see and then slowly there's more and more goodness um and blessing um that comes forth with it you know the scarring will always be there the land will forever be changed it'll never be what it was but it doesn't mean that we can't use it to to do good and you know to serve our neighbor and to bless them and to love them and i think that that can be really healing too in our own loss to like think outside ourselves and to think about somebody else and to do something for someone else and i think the earlier you are in loss like the less you're gonna do you know the smaller things and then over time it can continue to grow and just, you know, what are your talents? What are your giftings? What works for you? You know, Mimi, you're a great seamstress and you can sew some little, you know, preemie small gowns and donate to hospitals for other people that lost children so that those babies that are born early, you know, have clothes that they can wear. Or maybe you're a knitter and so you can knit some blankets and, you know, you can donate them to mothers in need or you can, you know, donate it to your hospital to... Um, again, give to families who are having to say goodbye to their children, or, you know, maybe you put together a little basket and, you know, you drop it off at your local police department or fire department. And it's just like, you know, thanks for your service. Here's a little, you know, some treats for you. It I mean, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be related to necessarily like babies passing or not passing or whatever. And, you know, it doesn't have to be with like the labor and delivery unit of a hospital or something in that world it can be it can be anything um it can be you know buying some food and donating it to the local food pantry i mean literally big or small whatever whatever works but just kind of serving others that are in need or others that it'll just brighten their day and um you know you can do it in honor and memory of your child um 
And I just think that that can be really healing and really helpful and just a way to say like, hey, you know what, look how my child's life is continuing to touch people. They're continuing to, you know, leave this legacy and make an impact Um, because our children, their life matters. However short, however long, their life matters. It definitely touches people. It makes an impact. And I think sometimes we feel like it doesn't because we feel like the world moves on. Maybe the world never stopped. And, you know, even people that we maybe saw or would hope you know, kind of remember seem, you know, not to, or not to the level that maybe we hoped or whatever. Um, there can be just a lot of disappointment, you know, in the aftermath of loss and in that process. And so these are just like some little things that you can do that can kind of put a smile on your face, um, an act of kindness, you know, in honor of your baby. It can be a great way to, you know, just start a conversation, um, you know, put a little card in it about, you know, the reason for the why, um, or you don't have to either, but you know, regardless, you, you know, you know, and you're doing it for them. And I think that makes such a huge difference and it's just so amazing. And so for me, that is definitely the big thing I've noticed is I'm much more intentional with my time and who I'm trying to invest in. And, um, also just like seeing those in need, seeing those that are hurting and not jumping to conclusions necessarily or, but, you know, being patient and, and recognizing I don't know the whole story. You know, I just see the tip of everybody and I have no idea what battles they're fighting, what demons they're facing. And so just that kindness, and positivity. And, you know, that's something I always was. I was always optimistic. I was always, you know, quite polite and kind. Um, but just bringing that other's focus meant to a whole new level. You know, it used to be more like, well, you know, don't be selfish. Think about your neighbor. But now it's like, I want to be others focused, you know. I want to be outside of myself and be like, what's your story? Because everybody has a story. Um, I don't think it's always helpful or even beneficial to compare. I think that just creates a lot of bitterness and it's just a recipe to feel feel let down. Um, But just to recognize we all have our stories. Yes, some are worse, some are um, not as bad, but we all have a story. We all have a history and just, you know, investing in other people thinking of other people and then being intentional with your time and the people that matter and care that you care about because you know as last moms we know how precious time is how precious life is how fast life can change and so i think that's an amazing thing that we can you know use our pain and hurt to bless other people and to continue to grow so that there can be some goodness you know even in the midst of the pain and the tribulation And again, as I said, that can be really healing. And we see that. We see that when people are grieving as they're able to, you know, think about other people and do things for other people, it does help them process their grief. And it can be, you know, really helpful. Obviously, not every day is the day for that. But when you have that day that you can do that and it works, you know, you know, taking that leap, even if it is a bit uncomfortable and, you know, obviously starting out smaller, maybe you started off with just kind of a pay it forward thing. Um, And then, you know, it can grow and, to to something amazing or to something really large and it doesn't mean you have to start a nonprofit or anything like that but just those those little things where you're thinking about somebody where you're blessing somebody um and i think too for myself it's a great way to share the story of my son and to keep his memory alive and to get to talk to about him and um to continue to raise awareness and support and for me that's just so therapeutic and that's so healing and so beneficial and so it's definitely a way that i can bless others but also a way that i'm in a sense blessing myself just in my um 
mental health and in my psychological health and everything. And so that's so important. It's so big. Um, and it's something I definitely, you know, encourage you to do. I know it can be hard, can be overwhelming, but you know, as I said, start small, work your way, see what goes for you. Um, and just, you know, really think about, okay, how, how do I want to spend my life? Like, what is a value to me? What isn't a value to me? How am I going to prioritize things? You know, who's the kind of person I want to be? Because I don't have forever to figure it out. So how am I going to kind of arrange things? And obviously, you know, there's demands in life. There's things that we have to do. There's obligations, of course, you know, there's duties and responsibilities. And I understand that. But you know, then on the outside, you know, you can pick up other things or even in your duties and in your responsibilities, you can still be a blessing. Um, and you can still, um, use it as a way to honor your child. And so maybe it's just baking cookies for the staff room or whatever it is, you know, it, it doesn't, as I've said, it doesn't have to be huge. Um, just work within the confines that you have. But I think too, it can be a really healthy and a grieving and in mental health when we can kind of see blessing from the ashes and we can kind of see like, Hey, this is how my child is life. He's touching people. She's touching people. She's making a difference. She's leaving a legacy. Um, you know, I get to share their story. Um, I get to, you know, honor her memory. I get to, you know, do this or that for him, whatever it is, you know, and it can just be so therapeutic and so helpful and just a great way too to start conversations um, and to normalize this kind of thing so that our community has more support and has more acceptance in society and we can begin to tear down these walls and break this stigma and it's only by people like us standing up and you know doing these things and so when we can do it kind of in a positive blessing others way i think that can often be a really effective way where people kind of stop and like oh wow ah you know rather than necessarily other methods not saying that other methods are wrong or anything like that i think you know it's best to use a variety of different tactics but anyways, I just think it's so important to to do that and kind of in the season of spring when we kind of think about blooming and new birth and everything, obviously, um, you know, our child is never going to be born again to us in this life, but how can we kind of symbolize that, um, you know, by what, what we do have control over? And so... Um, it just kind of got me thinking about, yeah, you know, this is, this is how I've changed as a person. And it's just so changed my perception. You know, I don't take tomorrow for granted and really trying to live each and every day as your last. And obviously that doesn't mean like, okay, each day I'm going to climb a new mountain, jump out of a plane, you know, cross something off my bucket list, but also, Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to go there. I'm going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Um, you know, and, and to the best of your ability and to just, you know, be like, Hey, I'm going to make today the best day I can make it. You know, I do understand there's hard days, there's rough days, but definitely trying to give yourself more good days than bad days, kind of continuing to have that positive outlook. Um, and, and you know, that, that blessing us. And I think when we think outside of ourselves, we think about others, it can be a great way to, you know, brighten our spirits and, um, make us smile and share, um, about our children that we love so dearly. So anyways, thank you again for being here. Thank you for supporting this podcast. It means so much. We drop new episodes every Friday, 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific time. And we just can't thank you enough for being here. You guys are on my heart, on in my prayers, on my mind. Um, love you guys so much. You are the most amazing moms there are. You have the hardest calling in the world. Um, but you're amazing. 
and I'm just so proud of you and I hope that you are able to connect with other lost moms and that just this community can be a place of support and love and grace um and just again thank you for being here and we will see you guys next week have a wonderful wonderful weekend